friends, and welcome back to the Cedarville Stories podcast. I am Sarah Gump, a member of the Public Relations Department. Today on the show, we have Dahlia Aknuk. She shares about her journey to Cedarville University and the spiritual growth she had while she was a student here. Here's your host, Mark Weinstein. It's a special day for me because I have the opportunity to talk with Dahlia Aknuk on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Dahlia has an amazing story to share, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But for background purposes, Dahlia was born in Egypt. She moved with her family to New York as a young girl and then made her way to Cedarville University, where she graduated in 2016. Since her college graduation, she earned a degree as a physician assistant from the University of Dayton, and today she's a practicing PA in Dayton. Dahlia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be in your presence. Uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. I have been for quite some some time, and um, so thank you for joining us. Uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, you were born and raised in Egypt, uh, but moved to New York at an early age. Uh, as you think about what you recall from living in Egypt, because I think you lived, you, you moved somewhat early in your mm-hmm. life, what would you say are the similarities to Egypt to living in the United States, Ohio, or New York? Mm, I'm not sure there are as many similarities as there are differences. Well, what, okay. Um, I think that the similarities are, well, in Egypt we lived in um, more of a city, so it was hustle and bustle and mm-hmm. similar to my growing up in New York because um, – Everybody went to work and came back and had dinner with their families, okay. similar concepts. Um, but I think that the culture is very different. So in Egypt, it's very uh, community-oriented, family-oriented, which you see some in the Christian community in the States, um, but not as much on, on the whole, more individualistic in mm-hmm. the States. Everybody kind of stays to themselves. We always imagined... We don't really know. I grew up in an Egyptian family, but American families where kids go to their bedrooms at night and that's it. And there's not so much family time. So I think of that as a big difference in the Egyptian culture. But again, I've not grown up in an American household, so I could be wrong. Um, Ohio is nice because it's a lot quieter than what I remember to be in New York or How far were you from New York City? We were only an hour north of New York City. So we had... Our culture in New York was very much influenced by the big city, a lot of um, money-oriented individuals, and um, things were expensive and busy, and um, yeah, very different from my time now in Ohio, where Mm -hmm. things are a lot quieter, and I think the people are nicer. (laughs) Okay. So at what age did you move from Egypt to New York? So I was only five years old, so a lot of my memories... um, I think were constructed from stories my parents told me, and then also from a visit when I was 16. Um, we went to Egypt for three weeks, and I was able to re-meet, I guess, a lot of family members that I hadn't seen for, I guess, eight years mm-hmm. or more than that, um, and kind of remember things from when my young childhood when we visited. So you still have family living in Egypt? Yes. So we have some extended family living in Egypt and as well my sister, my mom's siblings. So yes, we have extended family living in Egypt as well as my mom's sisters and brothers that are both in Egypt and all of their families are still there. So I haven't seen them since I was 16. Okay. So we we talk about culture and you say the Egyptian Egyptian culture 
is a little more family friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume as you continue to live and as you get married and have a family, you want to gravitate more toward the Egyptian culture than the American culture? At least my stigma of what I think the American sure. culture is. So when I think of my fiance's family, they're all very close and similar concepts. Um, they love to be with each other and spend time together. So I know that it's not on the whole what American culture is like, but I would like to continue that family-oriented mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. in my future, yes. Now, a little more of a frivolous question here is uh, <laughs> regarding the culture. Um, what's the food like? How is it different than American food? That's a good question. Food is, I'd say, even more important in Egyptian culture because anytime someone comes over, it's almost expected of the host to feed them something. So if ever you were to come to my house, my mom would surely make a large meal for you. And the food itself is, I think, a little bit more spicier, probably a lot more fatty. Oh, really? (laughs) More of what you would think, uh, kind of like your southern... um, feel good, home cooking. Um, so lots of spices, lots of rice, lots of vegetables cooked in stews, mm-hmm. and then um, what you think of typical Middle Eastern food. Right. So. Well, I can attest that Egyptian food is good because I, <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago you made a, a dinner for me. It was Father's Day, actually. It was. And it was great, although I do think that you toned it down on the spices for me. I did. I tried not to make it too spicy. <laughs> it, it was good. It was very good. So... Living in Egypt, you moved when you were five. So I want to move toward um, a little spiritual conversation. Okay. So um, I know you love Jesus. Where did you meet him? Were you living in Egypt or was it in the United States? So I love talking about um, how my family even came to faith. But to answer your question, I have been a Christian for a long time. So I think it was at the age of five. I think it had been after we moved to the States, and it was at a church um, in the States that we were attending that I remember coming home to my mom and asking, what does it mean to be saved? And she answered, Mm -hmm. you have to ask Christ in your heart, and I think we prayed together. So I don't remember the exact day, but that's the story that I remember being told. Um, But my family have been believers for as long as we can trace. My dad likes to say that... Um, he can trace his family line a few generations. I don't remember, I don't recall how many, but um, they have been believers and Christians for all of those generations that he can trace. So even his father was a pastor at a Presbyterian church in Egypt. And we like to believe that, and it is true, we are the minority of the minority in Egypt because you would, as you would su- suspect, um, the majority of Egyptian culture is. Muslim, right. so that's probably about 90% of the population, and you have a small 10% of the population that are Christians, um, 9% of those are Coptics, and then you you have, a, again, maybe 1% that's uh, pro- Protestant mm-hmm. Christian. So we're the minority of the minority, and I love to um, kind of boast about my family in that sense, that I'm grateful I have been born in such a family. That's a great heritage, that by being born in this family because of the uniqueness yeah. of just being from Egypt. Yeah, it's it's true. And I'm really blessed to have grown up with believers, with parents who are believers, who love the Lord, who want me to love the Lord and who brought the Bible into family life on a daily basis. That's, it was That's great. great. <laughs> that's fabulous. So, 
you're a believer at a young age, five, say, um, you, you grow up in New York. It's now getting ready time for you to select the college. Right. And Cedarville's on the list. I'm sure there were other schools as well. Um, how did you get to Cedarville? Tell me that story. It was a difficult journey to make the final decision. I think I was unsure for a long time and didn't make my final decision until fairly late in my spring of senior year. Okay. And the reason it was difficult is because I think it would, and I was the first to break the mold in our Egyptian culture, our family, to leave the house at such a young age to go out to college. Okay. Since in Ohio, we're 600 miles away from my my home in New York. And that's uncommon. Um, it is more common for an Egyptian family to stick together and for particularly daughters to stay in the household until they get married. Wow. And that is what my sister did. And I am very grateful to have seen her example. And it was um, definitely what the Lord had for her. But I had felt that the Lord was calling me throughout my entire senior year to go to a Christian university, uh, go to a university where the Bible would be taught in every subject, no matter if it was a Bible class or if it was biology or if it was mm -hmm. anything else. Um, and I felt as if he was telling me that it would be pretty critical to, for my faith to do that. And my father didn't agree for a lot of that. Because of culture. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I mean, Not because of what Cedarville is. No, no. He okay. was just, I think... Um, not super ready to embrace quite that culture of letting your kids leave so early. I was 17 at the Especially time. his youngest daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only my older sister and myself. And he had a hard time, I think, letting go. And I, and I don't want to dishonor him by any means if no. he's listening to this. <laughs> He'll be listening. He knows that I love him very much. And he knows it was a difficult decision for him to kind of let me go so far for school. So I felt as if I was... Um, I was nervous that I may be hurting him or I might be damaging our family in a sense because I'm, I was leaving so early. Mm -hmm. Again, I put that in quotes. Um, but through a lot of wise counsel from church and people that were praying for me, as well as my, my parents and my older sister, through a lot of uh, seeking the Lord out in scripture and in prayer, I thank God when you don't know what to do, God um, certainly meets you back at the base, back at the basics. So yeah. praying, reading the Bible, and seeking out wide, wise counsel. Those are the things that I was doing throughout my senior year, trying to discover whether or not I should go to a Christian university, and namely Cedarville, because at the time, through my search, this was the best school. Um, and he really answered that prayer with a very strong, yes, this is the place you should be. Mm -hmm. And I doubted for a while. Sure. Um, even probably up until the day I moved in. But once I said goodbye to my parents, I started making lifelong friends and learning so much in chapel and Bible classes. And anyway, pretty immediately I realized, yes, this is the Lord. This is where the Lord has me. And you have no regrets? No, none at all. I'm so grateful to have been here. What would your dad say hindsight now? Well, he's even said <laughs> he's come to... Um, Cedarville graduation in 2016 and heard President White speak at our commencement service. And I remember him saying, well, Dahlia, you were right. This is, uh, this is where God had you. And he saw the impact Cedarville had on me spiritually 
and personally how much growth it elicited in my mm. in my journey and how many opportunities it afforded me like mission trips and um, preparations for PA school such a solid biblical education etc so he had seen all of that and had heard him speak and I'm not really even sure what the message was about but I know that he presented the gospel message sure. yep. and that made a big impact on him to have heard yep. wow I'm at a college graduation and I'm listening to somebody to the president of the university present the gospel and he was very impressed and was happy for me <laughs> what would you say what would he say um, that you guys have seen the growth spiritually as a result of being a student at Cedarville and and living in Ohio for quite a while now I think both of us would agree that the biblical knowledge is certainly probably exponentially increased based on the Bible minor that I received at Cedarville, mm -hmm. based on all the chapels I was able to attend. And I mentioned it a little bit, but the lifelong friends that I was able to make is a big impact on me personally as well, because I have so many um, sisters in Christ now who I get to, yeah, whom I get to really share a special journey with since we lived together in Cedarville and attended classes together. It has been really special. Yeah. yeah. What would you classify or categorize as probably the most meaningful biblical spiritual experience that you had as a student here? Does anything come to mind? There are so many that come to mind, but if I were to have to nail down one, I would say likely the classes I received both in my Bible minor as well as um, extra biblical classes I was able to take through some extra credits I had. Mm -hmm. um, I think the impact that I had from those professors and what I learned in classes like Romans and Galatians and Jesus and the Gospels and introduction to Hebrew and Greek, those are basics that I'm using um, now. I would be amiss to say on a daily basis, but right. um, have definitely impacted the way I read the Bible and the way I even um, bring or what I bring to group discussions or church and Sunday school. And then there are so many others that I would have to list though, like chapel and discipleship council and right. um, being able to study the Bible with, with peers and then lead those studies. There's so many, it's hard to nail down right. the, the one. Yeah, I, I know, um, I remember you as a student and I was thrilled that you came and, and that, that from there, the relationship with us has, has continued and, we go to the same church in yeah. Beaver Creek, and yeah. so it's all good. And but it's been fun for me just to watch you grow, and I enjoy seeing you at church. Um, really plug into um, your age group mm -hmm. and, and build relationships there. So it's very meaningful to me as well as an as an outsider. Thank you. I'll go back to Cedarville and, and some experiences, okay. not necessarily just from the spiritual perspective, but just the total academic, the the cultural. Uh, the personal relationships. Um, do you recall experiences that really made a great impact on you? Mm. Or do you recall an experience with a professor mm -hmm. that impacted you? Mm -hmm. Can you recall something like that? Yeah. Um, one of the experiences that I received through my time at Cedarville was a short-term mission trip to Paraguay okay. that was a medical mission trip. And that was really meaningful because it was one of the ways that God, I think, was showing me that physician assistant school may be a better option than med school. And it really heightened my love for medicine. So 
while it wasn't with a particular professor, I was able to go on that trip with five other Cedarville students and right. we were immersed in Paraguayan culture mm-hmm. and helped a family physician who worked out there and has since then retired from the missionary field. I remember how I felt from the trip right. and it made a huge impact on how I see medicine and how much of an impact it has on the lives of the people it touches. And it can be a huge spiritual impact as well. Medicine can be. So I remember that was one of the uh, most important opportunities that Cedarville afforded for me. Mm, That's good. That's good. Now, you mentioned just now, uh, leading up to that answer about medicine. I recall that when you came here, you wanted to be a medical doctor. Right. And at some point, maybe it was the trip, uh, you changed the PA. What what was the factors in changing you to, from medicine, a doctor, to PA? Well, I don't even remember hearing about the career of physician assistant prior to coming to Cedarville. Okay. And I thought in order to practice as anything in medicine, you have to be a doctor. So I think there was a little bit of ignorance on my part. And one of the things that Cedarville afforded me through the professors here, particularly biology and science professors. Was biology your major? No, I was actually a chemistry major. Okay. Yeah. But um, was chemistry with pre-med and then changed that to Mm pre-PA. And anyway, those professors were able to educate me that, no, there are other options. And the concept of being a PA, I think I was introduced to it my sophomore year. And I sort of fell in love with it. I am the type of person who likes... um, doesn't like to probably stay in one thing all of my life. And as a Mm -hmm. doctor, you have to specialize and it's fairly difficult to change that specialty. You would have to kind of do another residency and it's Mm -hmm. a longer road. But as a physician assistant, you have the flexibility to be able to work in one specialty and then Mm -hmm. be hired in a different one later on. And I think that that really drew me as well as the fact that it was less schooling. So it's also going to be a lot less money Mm -hmm. and a lot less time to be invested prior to graduating and being able to work. So my colleagues who I graduated in 2016 with who are in medical school are still in medical school, but now I'm graduated and working as a physician assistant. I'm really grateful for that. I would think you'd also have a better quality of life as a PA than a medical doctor. Yes, and that was a big aspect of the decision as well. While I know that there are many female doctors out there who are moms and Mm -hmm. have Uh, incredible families and are very much devoted to their family lives, I saw a lot of flexibility that a physician assistant had. And I really wanted that, I think, especially now, um, praise the Lord for the answered prayer of now Nathan and hopefully a family future. Um, Anyway, I really wanted to be able to spend time with family and be more flexible. And I thought the PA career would offer that to me more than it would as a doctor. Okay. And you just mentioned a, a name that we haven't talked oh, about. Yes. A, a Nathan guy. <laughs> so now he's your fiance, correct? He is. And uh, you're getting married when? July 4th, 2020. Okay. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a, um, a day of great fireworks in your family. <laughs> yes. It'll be celebrated yearly. It sure will be. <laughs> so as a college student at Cedarville, I'm interested in knowing how did this university prepare you to be a PA, or I should say, prepare you for grad school in pursuing to be a PA? I have a very specific answer to that as a PA. So 
let me say it this way. In medical school, oftentimes that first year of medical school is the preparation work to continuing the most more specific studies of medicine. So what you would think of, you've already studied in undergraduate, particularly mm -hmm. anatomy and physiology, biology, biochemistry, organic chemistry. I think a lot of those concepts are repeated in more depth on in your first year of medical school. Okay. In PA school, one of the things they do to kind of cut that out or make the schooling shorter is to assume a lot of knowledge because we did take those classes in undergrad. Um, it's just that a lot of people may not remember it. And I'm not saying I was perfect, but I just want to emphasize the fact that I felt very much prepared because of my undergraduate education at Cedarville. One of the most important things was my strong basis in anatomy and physiology because of the class that I took here at Cedarville. It was a full year class, so two parts over two semesters. And I remember my professor was very intricate in the ways that she taught anatomy and physiology. And she was such a good teacher that a lot of the particular subjects that we studied just stuck in my head much better than it did from at least studying it in, a, in high school. And then finally, through studying that class, I was able to take a dissection class, which mm -hmm. really set me far ahead of my peers during PA school because wow. I was able to, while it must might be not, it, while it might be gross to some listeners, right. <laughs> we were able to dissect human cadavers and okay. look at the anatomy with sure. our own eyes. And that is huge in the learning because you're really seeing what you studied in a textbook in real life. Sure. Can't beat that. Right. So who were some of these professors who really help prepare you for PA school? Well, the one I mentioned just now was Professor Wagner, Dr. Er, Wagner. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not sure if she's here anymore. But then Dr. Hartman was another one. Her last name is Burns now. Mm -hmm. She was the leader for our Paraguay mission trip. Okay. And obviously, I should mention all of my chemistry professors who were just incredible. I mean, yeah, Dr. Nadick and um, a lot of the chemistry pro program wow. really helped. That's good. Speaking of being a physician assistant, I don't know if you heard, but Cedarville University is pursuing the possibility of offering a graduate degree in PA. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Tell me about that. What, what do you think about <laughs> Cedarville entering in this academic area? I'm excited. I think it is a great field. So to know that my alma mater is going to be pursuing that schooling is really exciting. I think it's an incredible opportunity for the university. And I remember a lot of the schooling during PA school, UD was incredible. I'm so grateful for the degree I received there. Right. But I think that Cedarville will have an edge, particularly with the Christian perspective and being able to realize that um, if I were to have had a little bit more of a biblical foundation to what I was studying in the physician assistant program, I think that would have just set me over the edge to practicing today mm -hmm. and really equip me even more to share the gospel with my patients or be comfortable praying with them. I've seen that a lot in some of the Cedarville nurses that have come out yeah. and are very comfortable with practicing their faith as nurses. Right. And I think that Cedarville will have that edge. So I'm really excited for the program. Well, we are too, and uh, maybe someday down the road as you, <laughs> as you get experience, maybe you could be a faculty member. Who RP. knows? Maybe. May the Lord do his incredible work in a lot of that time. He, he's done a lot of things <laughs> in our lives. So um, we're, we're getting down to the near the podcast. I just have a couple of questions left. Sure. Uh, as you think back to your college experiences, whether at Cedarville or University of Dayton, 
what do you believe are your experiences that could help future Cedarville PA students excel in the classroom and in this profession? How would you counsel them? I would have to first go back to the basics, as I mentioned earlier, that if there were any areas of doubt or confusion as Cedar, future Cedarville PA students are making decisions or are learning or are worried about passing, because that was a big thing in PA school, sure. there's, gonna, there's a big, um, the academia is really high. So the standards are higher and you have to um, be at your A game in order to pass. Mm -hmm. So all that to say that if any of those things were to happen, I would first recommend to go back to the basics and go back to God's word and to mm -hmm. prayer and to seeking wise counsel, being involved in the church, because God is alive and moving, and he is even alive and moving in your life during something as difficult as PA school or undergraduate. So I would encourage them, first and foremost, to seek Christ mm. and follow him, yeah. and then also realize that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, particularly in PA school. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It Trust the process. and. Yeah. Graduation will come. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting to think that Cedarville, uh, at some point in the future, could have a PA program. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it fits really well with the university, with our strong pharmacy program and nursing, allied health. Definitely. It seems like it, maybe it's the next step. So Definitely. Um, thanks for your counsel there. My last question uh, for the podcast is, what is your greatest memory or most memorable event from your time at Cedarville University? I think my greatest memory was during those final few days before my for my senior year mm -hmm. there was this chapel that many of my friends whom I graduated with we like to call the best chapel ever mm -hmm. it was during the time that the chapel was getting its first renovation okay. so there were no pews no on pews. the bottom floor <laughs> and it was so moving for our senior class and I'm I remember it was, I think, a praise chapel, mm -hmm. and our class was doing such an incredible job of presenting the gospel through the song choices they had and the students that they had speak. And I remember that chapel because I was sitting to one, next to one of my best friends, and we were so moved by such an incredible chapel to have brought us to the Lord. And then we were so grateful to have had those experiences five days a week right. throughout these past four years. So I remember being moved to tears afterwards and really being so grateful for the time that we had at Cedarville. So mm -hmm. I still remember that chapel. Sometimes we still look back and listen to it because it's such a great chapel. Is that when you guys were sitting on the floor? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were sitting on the floor and the worship was great and everybody was moved because the scenery was different and we were almost at the end of our senior year. So we were all graduating and it was pretty emotional. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. It's, it's a great memory. Thanks for sharing. With thank that. you for having me, Mark. Uh, thanks great. for joining us. And I want to, you know, thank you. Oh, actually, I want to start by thanking your parents. Yeah, for, me too. Thanks for um, <laughs> allowing you to break Egyptian culture and come to Cedarville. You've been a tremendous asset to our university. Mm. You're a great ambassador now that you're in uh, professionally as a PA. I wish you the very, very best and best, best wishes on your upcoming marriage. Thank you so much. We're excited. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.